Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Bailey, were you playing today thinking about Bill Belichick on your mind that it might be his last game? Did that cross your mind and change anything the way you did out there? No. Um, I mean, if it is, it isn't. I'm sure they'll decide that in the offseason. So, um, you know, disappointing um, finish there today. Um, have a lot of respect for the way the players competed, have all year. Um, you know, I thought that was a, you know, comp- uh, indicative of the competitiveness, you know, at the end on the strip after the interception uh, and the recovery by low, you know, really gave himself up on it and just, you know, played hard. Um, but, you know, we just couldn't make enough plays to win. So, um, you know, it's a disappointing year for all of us, um, players, coaches, staff, entire organization, um, and not not anything that any of us are in any way content with. So, um, but it is what it is. So, um, I'll address some questions on the game. Um, as far as the future goes, I'll sit down with Robert as I do every year at some point at the end of the season, and you know we'll talk about things as we always do. I'm sure that'll happen. Um, but that's really about all I have to say about that right now because there's nothing else to talk about. So, any questions on the Jets game? Happy to take a few of those. Bill, did um, Nathan Rourke outperform Mack in practice that led to him being the number two uh, for the game today? Yeah, Nathan had a good week of practice, so um, you know, we activated him for the second spot. <clears throat> Uh, Bill, coming off the field today, did you have any different feelings about the end of today coming off that field? Disappointed about the way the game turned out, sure. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Do you expect to be coaching the team here next year? It's disappointing the way the game finished, yeah. Hey, Bill, this was potentially Matthew Slater's final game. One of a handful of players you've coached who are arguably the best at their position in the history of the NFL. What has the players like Matthew and those players meant to you in your career? Yeah, I mean, I've spoken about Matthew uh, at length. Um, I would just be reiterating the same positive comments about his greatness um, on the field, off the field, uh, as a teammate, um, his work ethic, his training. His unselfishness um, on a daily basis, he's just exemplary. And to watch his growth from, you know, when he was a rookie coming out of UCLA and trying to find a little bit of position on offense and defense and ultimately, you know, becoming, I won't say as good a special teams player as ever played this game. Certainly he has the, everything to back that up based on his long, sustained success and being the targeted guy every week. Um, you know, his leadership and and, um, and presence in the for the team, not just the players, but the organization, the staff. I mean, he's an inspiration to all of us. Uh, 
Bill, from Bailey's play as the starting quarterback over the last few games, what have you seen from him in terms of his ability to lead the team, and where do you see him standing in terms of his uh, competition for the starting quarterback position moving forward? Yeah, well, moving forward, that's a whole other conversation about everything. So um, I think he's progressed you know, weekly in his preparation. He's certainly learned from the experiences that he's had. Um, as a young player that you know has a long way to go and you know has a long future in front of him, so we'll see. Bill, is it your preference to come back next season and coach the team? Yeah, so I just finished the game here with the Jets, put everything I had into it, and I'm uh, disappointed in the results. It's our understanding that you're under contract for next year. Is it is it your hope to come back and? I just finish? finished the game with the Jets, Phil. It was a very you know, put everything I had into it this week and. Try to prepare our team the best I could to play in it. Um, Bill, the loss to the Jets did drop you to four and thirteen. Would you characterize this as one of the most difficult seasons you've ever coached? And has it taken any of the wind out of your sails as far as the effort it takes to coach? Uh, no, I mean I enjoy coaching. Um, like I said, it was a disappointing season. I covered that in the opening statement, and really don't have anything to add. That's how I feel, but. No, I still I like coaching the team. I like preparing the team, game planning, coaching on Sundays. Um, but the results weren't good, and none of us are happy with those. So, okay. Thank you. There goes New England Patriots quarterback Bill Belichick. Whether or not we will hear from him from a podium or in any sort of press conference-related capacity as head coach of the New England Patriots again, Andy? That remains a little bit of a mystery. What is not a mystery is that he certainly is still under the weather. He doesn't sound great. He's been sick for a couple of days now. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you can call this the bad season or the losing flu. Poor man just doesn't feel well, and we can all relate to that uh, in the wintertime with weather like this and stuff going around. But he still showed up today, gave it his all. He was at the podium just in a button-down shirt, not in a suit, nor still in his hoodie, per se. Uh, do you think, Andy, will we hear from him Again, will he yes. like 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 let's say he and Robert Kraft get together and they decide whether it's OK, Bill, we're going to send you wherever you want to go or Bill, you're retiring. Oh, my gosh. How about that? Or whatever ends up getting decided. Will we hear? Will he, do you think he would speak in the same surroundings as Robert Kraft or would he have like his own presser at that? I'm, I'm curious to hear how you first and foremost think this would go down. I think we will hear from Bill again. I think. um Whatever happens will will happen in a way in which they um, will be able to talk about it together. I think they will be on a podium together. Eh, I don't feel great about it. I'm saying like f- not even 51%, but like 50.01% chance of that. Um, just slightly better than a flip of a coin. Uh, but I do yep. think we hear from him. I thought the, the last answer was the most interesting one. I still enjoy coaching. Um, yep. I think he made it clear he wants to coach next year. And I know that's been the general thought. He wants to chase the record. There's going to be teams interested. I know that's been the general thought, but he just said it. He still enjoys coaching, the game planning, the Sundays. He still wants to be a head coach in the National Football League. I think we all now believe it will not be with the Patriots. Now we have to figure out how to connect a couple dots. Him in a new place, us, as Teddy Bruschi said, Um, And I couldn't agree more on the pregame show. Robert Kraft has to look out for the Patriots. Robert Kraft has to do business. 
Robert Kraft has to get compensation for Bill Belichick if he's going to be coaching somewhere else um, because this is about the Patriots. Now, Rex Ryan completely disagreed. He said Bill has earned the right. He should get to pick his next spot and just get to go somewhere. Um, I I don't agree. Robert Kraft has a uh, a loyalty to the Patriots. He has the you know what I mean. He has to look out for the Patriot brand and the organization and the best interest of his football team. So I think there's a way for everybody to leave this um, relatively happy. Kinda. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be happy. That might not be the right word, but. I think there's a, a road to an amicable there we uh, go. split A best-case scenario for all yeah. parties, considering where everybody is at this point and what's gone down. I, I, I agree. It's going to take some cool heads. It's going to take some, some uh, brilliant collective minds. It's going to take some people pushing aside their egos and, and other agendas as well. Uh, we'll but see. But I think and they all have the happens. same desire. I think they yeah. all have the same desire, and that's for Bill to be able to compete somewhere respectfully for Robert to do what he needs to do to move on and for his organization respectfully. Um, and I think just getting that exact path, like there might be a couple potholes where you got to like, Oh, you got to swerve a little this way and then swerve a little that way, but we'll get there and we'll, we'll get there together. So um, yeah, give me a second round pick. We'll call it even where he goes. Well, that'll be one of the points that the we Falcons will... are the late one. That, that seems Ooh. to be the rising hot rumor. The Falcons, which I don't understand. Because... Now, see, wasn't there? Well, all right, we'll get into Arthur Smith as a goof. Well, yeah, no, they... it's more but about Bill Belichick's not. I, I, I don't know. There's storylines galore. There's a great narrative that you can stitch to and build a whole storyline around as to why he would make an interesting coach, where he would go, why they would be interested in him and some more. We'll play that game. We've got a couple hours to do so. We'll also speak to you, the good people of Patriots Nation. At 617-779-7937. But let's catch you up on everything else outside of Foxborough that took place today in the NFL and the wide world of sports with producer Joe Braverman. Without Coach, I'm not standing up here talking to you. Um, like, he took a chance on me. Uh, a lot of people when I got here thought I got drafted because of my dad. <laughs> um, so he took a chance on me and... Um, has taken a chance on me for 16 years, so I'm very grateful for that. And you know, he's the best coach that's ever coached this game, in my opinion. So thankful for the, the 16 years that I've had with him. Because you had a bad day, you take a one down. Is there a version of this where you had a bad season, or you had a bad decade? Just a bad day. A decade. Well, this hasn't been a great decade. Think about it, Andy. This decade began in. Uh, January of 2020, it started with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And he's pulling the trick against you. I consider the decade the last 10 years because we've only lived. Okay. I was okay. Last, okay. Last calendar. How do I qualify this? Okay. Since 2020. uh, Since Bob. It's not been great. No, it has not been great at all. Ooh, by the way, I just. I just saw Andy on the uh, on the television monitor on the TV board. Sam, see, this is what happens. This is what happens in these Week 18 games. I know football players play, and you got to do what you got to do. Sam Laporta sustained a hyperextended oh. knee and a bone bruise against oh. the Vikings. Could be out a while. Oh, out indefinitely. That's terrible. That's it, not good. That's not no, not especially for a team like we've talked about this before. The the entire idea of potentially adopting an ancillary or temporary playoff team to root for just to give yourself outside of whatever you happen to do on your draft duel or your fan your fan kings app a little skin in the postseason someone to root for someone to get behind 
You know, maybe a couple of years ago you rooted for the Bengals because it was kind of fun to see Joe Burrow in his second season out of nowhere lead that team on an improbable run. Maybe this year it was going to be for a lot of people the Lions. Maybe some people are kind of in on old man Flacco doing his thing with the Browns. Who knows? I, for one, know some Lions fans who have been the definite, the very definition of good fans and long-suffering. And I know they very much were hoping to make some noise and advance and when one of your best red zone targets, best receivers, the best rookie tight end, someone who was kind of making a run for potentially offensive rookie of the year goes out, that sucks. That and really they sucks. would be either the two or the three. If Dallas wins, it'd put them to three, which means they'd be slayed to play the Rams, which we all wanted. Or if they say at the number two, it would be either the Saints, the Packers, or the Seahawks, who gets that final spot. Yeah, the Packers gave it gave them the business this year on Thanksgiving Day for sure. Oh, by the way, good job showing up, Philadelphia. Twenty four nothing Giants. Uh, they've just phoned it in. Yeah, have have fun. They yep. talk about talk about tucking tail, jeepers creepers. Um, not or that they have that much to play all together. For. Yeah, <laughs> tucking out loud, indeed, yep. indeed, sir. Yes, you are correct, um, Andy. So as we hear from Matthew Slater, and no, it has not been a great dec two thousand twenties decade. 20, 21, 22, 23, and now it's sadly 24 have not been very kind to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. But as we had heard before, it hadn't been all that thin around here. Well, it's been pretty anorexic the last couple of years, dare I say. And sometimes that happens when the pendulum swings the other way. But uh, when we hear from Matthew Slater sending a love letter to Belichick in, in great appreciation for the Hall of Fame-worthy career I believe that he has had, why do you think he didn't get any sort of special play today? What, what did they have to lose? Like, you're talking about giving the fans here today in attendance, the 38,000 who actually showed up. Wouldn't though, Don't you think, like, if they're going to talk about, oh, man, I saw something unbelievable. Matthew Slater threw a pass, or Matt Slater caught a bomb, or, you know, Matt Slater fought a ref. I don't know, just, you know, something. I would think there's a chance that maybe Matthew Slater didn't want it. Just, this so? is a total guess. I've heard nothing about this. But I think he said he was uncomfortable with the teammates wearing the sweatshirts that said 18 oh, and captain. Really? And, the, and I just think that's not who he is. He yep. has he, built a career on I skate my lane, I do my job, dirty work, special teams. And to and I, I said it on our podcast, I thought maybe you could get him in on all three phases. little mm -hmm. safety, little wide receiver, maybe a jet sweep. I know Chris... Um, Price from the Globe thought, you know, maybe throw a bomb to him. Do something. Didn't he even say, though, Andy, that Chris Price, and by the way, I remember when you said that because I was like, oh, God, now I have to compliment Andy. He said something really sharp. Um, Always sharp. I loved it. No, I thought that was a that would have been awesome. One offensive snap, one defensive snap, uh, and obviously special teams. That would have been a fitting way. And I understand that he is very, he's demure. He's very team first. He tries to shy away from the attention being drawn yep. to himself. But I think, I mean, Sometimes, though, like where people are like, oh, I don't even want to have a birthday party. Sometimes, you know what? You got to get a Carvel cake, put some candles on it and surprise somebody. And they like for... it. And a lot of times they like it, even though they have a certain personality that kind of they push back against it. I think a lot of times they do appreciate it, enjoy it, um, can can really get caught up in the moment of it. And I also think, OK, don't throw a bomb because maybe that's not the right thing for the game. But you're going to tell me you couldn't have put him at safety for one play where it probably wouldn't have killed you because he's a really good tackle, tackler. He's made his uh, living actually tackling. Mm -hmm. They're not throwing the ball all that much, so the chances that you do it in a spot where he gets beat deep, not going to happen. Um, and then you put him on offense and he just blocks. It's an Ezekiel Elliott run play, and I know he can block because guess what? He does that on special teams as well. I think you could have done that, and it's a subtle 
tip of the cap or just thank you moment that would have been that's how I would have handled it because then once you put the ball in his hands if he fumbles now you make him look bad or something no so, who, no one would the fans here in attendance the fans at home anyone who checks out the cut-ups on YouTube or social media certainly would have forgiven him I mean do people remember Julian Edelman just for dropping a ball uh, in the wild card game against the Titans no some do well, so th- that's not how they remember him. And we all remember, whether we, we point it out or not, and I'm being the dink on the radio who points it out, like, we remember the visual of the ball bouncing off Troy Brown's face. And I don't think you want that. Anyway. Oh, in 07? Yeah, yeah, he gets the one play when he's a healthy scratch all season because yeah, you got yeah. Dante Stallworth, Prime Moss, and Wes Welker. Yeah, yeah. And so we, it, it is still in your head whether you choose to ignore it or forget it. The one thing I was thinking when he was talking about, you know, people thought I got drafted because of my dad, and, you know, he was a dubious fifth-round pick. He was, oh, mm-hmm. Belichick wasting another pick on a special team or what's he play, this and that. That predates Twitter, I assume, right, yep. 16 years ago? Yep. I would be – so if you went back to, I guess, blogs, talk radio, however blogs, people were those? dispensing their information, I wonder yep. how many people really ripped that pick and really were like, another wasted pick. or when he, I, Yeah, I, when he, he couldn't play receiver. Yeah. I remember he got blown up trying to return a kick against the uh, Steelers when the Patriots got absolutely mollywopped by them later in the season, 2008. He's like, oh, there we go, another receiver. Belichick can't draft. And then ultimately – the guy revives his career, turns it around, and becomes a special team superstar. Yeah. And just like the definition of like the ultimate team player, a leader. Those guys, by the way, there's very few of them left. I mean, David Andrews was very emotional. I'm not sure if that's just because it's the end of the season. He's got to miss Slater. He could be the, the, the last of them as well. I mean, there, there may be, there will come a day soon enough where nobody who won a Super Bowl playing for the New England Patriots will still be playing for the New England Patriots. Those are just facts. Time is cruel. Time remains undefeated. It waits for no man, and that well could be the case. But I will say here, as it pertains to Matthew Slater, I would just like to register officially for the record, Your Honor, my disappointment in not seeing Matthew Slater go out for a pass, throw a pass, run an end around. Throw a pass? Jimmy Christmas. I don't care. Andy. The quarterback could barely throw a pass today, and you wanted Slater. Andrew, (laughs) Bailey Zappi. 12 for 30, 88 yards, two interceptions. Could Could he have been any worse? Um, not not Matthew, uh, not, not not Bailey Zappi, but I mean, could uh, I know could, Matthew Slater? You're right. He probably couldn't have been much worse. You know, he probably would have thrown a better ball on occasion. Um, no, yeah. I love Matthew Slater more than anyone. I told you the years of doing. I don't know whether it was three years, whatever. We did the Mud at Night interviews with with Matthew Slater every Monday as part of Patriots Monday here on mm-hmm. Weei. Yep. Were some of my favorite interviews of all time. He's such a good dude. You can talk to him. On the air, on the record, off the air, off the record. Ask him an easy question. Ask him a tough question. He's going to be professional. He's going to answer it. Um, he's going to just be a good human being and a, and a hell of a football player. And now, I will say, I don't know if he's the greatest special teams player of all time. Mm-hmm. How the hell could I possibly know that? Like, I'm not all 22-ing the, every kick, every punt, and I haven't seen Steve Tasker versus I was just going to say, Izzo you got to go to Don versus... Beebe, Steve right. Tasker. Yeah. How the hell should I know? I mean, if Bill says it, I'll take Bill's word at it. Put the guy in the damn Hall of Fame um, because he included him in that list with Brady and Gronk and Lawrence Taylor and Rodney Harrison. So if he puts him on that pedestal, because I know those guys are great, if he puts him on that pedestal, then he's a Hall of Famer. But he certainly is a Hall of Fame player in terms of leadership and work ethic and everything he brought to this football team. And you mentioned David Andrews. Mm -hmm. There is one individual who should pray more than anybody else that David Andrews doesn't retire. And you know who that is? 
The future quarterback of the New England Patriots. No, the future head coach of the New England Patriots. Because ah. he needs leaders. He needs transitional guys to make sure we're all pulling in the right. And I don't care if that's Gerard Mayo, who's a, a known commodity within the locker room. You're still going to need guys to help you start the process in your new culture. Or if that's Brian Flores, if it's Ben Johnson, whoever it is, you better get down on your damn knees tonight Whoa. and pray that David Andrews, when he thinks about his career, says, you know what? I do have something left in the tank. I do want to come back next year because you need him. Well, there, there's someone I will do my darndest to get in the ear of and hope that he returns to the team as well because I think people love hearing from Bear. I think they love seeing him on the field. He's also now potentially your last connection, your last vestige, your last piece of human line player lineage to what was so great for so many years as well during the Tom Brady and Bill Belichick double dynastic era. By the way, we were talking postseason football, teams that you may be rooting for, teams you may be wagering on, teams you could potentially be interested in in pursuit of Super Bowl 58. And I'd like to remind everyone that WEEI's coverage of the football postseason this year is brought to you by our friends at Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Andy and I might disagree with that, the final assessment therein. Oh, Wise we put Snacks is giving at a new level. <laughs> Actually, Andy, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say you've been crunchy, uh, but you have been both salty and cheesy so far on the show. Yeah, so you, sir, salty. should probably be receiving a box of Wise Snacks. Wise Snacks will be giving away 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Go to wisegameday.com today for your chance to win. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. You want to talk about the teams you'll be watching and rooting for? Go ahead. You want to talk about the future of Belichick? Make your prediction known. We are here for you, friends, until 725 on the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI. Five fifty-three. A little less than two hours ago, the New England Patriots 2023 season came to an end, an inglorious end after a very unfulfilling and unsatisfying season. Dropping today's game 17-3 to to the New York Jets, taking Bill Belichick's record as HC of the NEP to 38-12 all-time against the Jets. For those who believe that Bill Belichick would possibly, should it be his farewell game, beat the Jets one last time. Unfortunately, that was not the case. He just did not have the horses as the Green Bay Packers make their way into the end zone for another touchdown in their win to get in game. That's two today for Dontavian Wicks. Where were you when I had a fantasy football team, Dontavian, in their win to get in game against the Bears as well. So Belichick leaves, Andy. Unfortunately, a losing season, uh, a losing effort today against the Jets as well. And there just seems to be a very... Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Losing effort? Today? Losing execution, losing result. Well, a losing yes, it was. A, it was. I well, I mean, if an F, even if you're at, but hold on, even if you not to parse over words or be too pedantic, but even if you give the most effort you can, your absolute best effort possible. If you lose, isn't that still technically a, and unfortunately a losing effort? I don't term it that because I think there are teams that lose via effort. You know me, energy, mm -hmm. effort, and attitude. E E A. Yes, I think yeah. they had pretty good energy effort and attitude today i just don't think they're overly good <laughs> no they are not the uh, and, deficit and of talent now as we have pointed out one and many a time here in the post game show on the podcast and beyond the 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 doubt for bill belichick's ability to coach does not seem to run deep those those waters are pretty shallow in patriots nation it seems like 
a lot of people, if anything else, would just like to see Bill Belichick stick around as a coach but not be the general manager, not be the personnel director anymore, not be the one who's in charge of acquiring and developing players. And, of course, we read one in many pieces about what an unfortunate scene it was behind closed doors this year on the New England Patriots. Do you see a world at all where when this powwow comes together, Robert Kraft gives Bill one last chance and says, I can't do it. Uh, it's it's too much change for me, but I need you, I need you to not be GM anymore, where Bill Belichick says, oh, okay, if, if that's all you need, Robert, I got you. I was trying to leave the door open for that today, mm-hmm. and okay. then I feel like it just got slammed shut in a variety of ways. I do believe the, the half-empty stadium was bad for that argument. I yep. do believe losing to the Jets is bad for that, just even though I don't think they laid down. The final score still said 17-3. to three. You scored three points. Um, and I think the the Glazer report, yep. he's not wrong. He's never wrong. So um, or I won't say never because then somebody will go find something that he was wrong about before. But he's he's got a very good track record of success and accuracy. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Bill is done. And I would – we've said this – I don't know. We do so much crap that I assume we've said it together and I've said it to you. If you could just – Steve Belichick famously says, my dad wears all the hats in the organization. Well, if you could just get him to wear that one singular hat that only goes to the practice field, goes to the meeting room, then goes to the game field, I think he could be very successful. I still think that is his strength. I think all the other aspects, press conferences, managing a coaching staff, personnel, everything else is beyond him now. Has He's lost his way in that area, but... I do not think you can get him to just focus solely on Bill. Coach the players in scheme, in technique, and all that, and we'll handle the rest. I, I just don't envision that being a possibility. Co-sign to that, bro, Migo. Co-sign indeed. All right, we've got a lot more show coming up your way. Mike Cadlick will be joining the show about 6.30 with his thoughts from the locker room beyond today in what could very well be Bill Belichick's final game as coach of the New England Patriots. We'll hear from Christian Fourier, co-host of the Midday Program as well. We'll get you caught up on all the latest scores, playoff permutations, variables, and more. And we'll get to you, the good callers, the listeners of WEI, J.D., John, Matt, Rick. Don't you guys go anywhere. It's all about you. Top of the hour when we come back. With the third hour of the Six Rings Postgame Show live on WEEI.